right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. And here we go. And welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity. We are here to offer up our political satire approach and views. And we're here to entertain, offend, defend anybody and everybody. And we're a couple of crotchety old farts that have a bad habit of speaking the truth, but won't let a few facts get in the way of a good story. We believe in America and Americans. And if this isn't for you, well, then I suggest you change the channel now. We still believe in freedom of speech and we'll rub your face into the cow pie of reality. We will make you scratch your head or scratch your ass, hopefully not at the same time. Without further ado, my cohort in crime, none other than the man of men, Don the Predator Fry, and I, his trusty sidekick, Dan to be severed. And we're out without Don's faithful companion, Quinn, that is a dog, uh, Don's dog, and uh, she is missing in action here today. Yeah, she says she wasn't getting, going, was going outside getting the truck. It's too hot. <laughs> And I will do uh, Tony help me out with, with, with some, some 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 notes right now. So our special guest here today, Randy Love. And again, he sent me a little bit some some stuff that goes, when it comes to mouthwatering MILFs, there is none hotter than the iconic blonde adult superstar Randy Love. Naughtier than a real life. Sniffler's mom, the five foot seven sex goddess, got her start in porn in 2004 and was instantly a hit with the fans who continued to flock to the breathtaking beauty. Brandy has received nominations for awards every year she's worked in the industry and has won awards from XBiz, Fleshbot, Night Moves, Pornhub, XRCO, Cami Awards, and more. She's a Flashlight Girl, a Cam Soda exclusive Cam model, and soon-to-be exclusive contracts star with one of the most celebrated entertainment companies in adult. Check out her sexy new... Now get AI. Or is this L? Or is it is it AI companion? Yeah. L. Brandy Love AI. Yep, that's my AI website. Okay, now that, 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 that was like... You, you're seeing... Especially like when you look at like the stock market stuff like that, AI companies are popping up all over the place because artificial intelligence is huge. It's not going away. No, no, not. What's I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give me some. <laughs> I've got some for you to check out. <laughs> no, the Don's referring to just artificial intelligence here right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, like I say, we're 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 like I said, we're we're two two crotchy old farts there that. Uh, Probably should have uh, ducked a few more times, you know, in, in our in our competitions. All right, so again, all right, check out our, our section new uh, AAL, uh, yes, yeah, artificial I, intelligence I, companion at brandylove.ai and see all of her scorchy hot content over at onlybrandy.com and join her monthly. Oh, okay, now this is quite the club. Join her monthly fuck a fuck a fan contest at. Meetbrandy.com. Um and how does that work? How very busy girl. <laughs> well, well, let me let me let me finish the last okay. Join the means of fans who follow her on Twitter at brandy at brandy underscore love exclamation mark. 
Okay. Um, my yes, my tweet was just Brandy we, underscore love. It was just an excitement. <laughs> okay. So we could we could jump into there at, at any point in time here now. So that uh, that was that was the first part of that, and it's kind of going. I, I I'm like, Brandy. I I have to. I'll, I'll simply. I want to thank you right now because I don't even know where to begin in this interview. Um, I'm going to put that I, as a good thing, I hope. <laughs> I, again, I'm like a kid in a candy store here right now. I even had a little more bounce in my step as I was, you know, coming to come in to do the interviews. I go, uh, I don't have that, just that crotchy old uh, bastard there that I got to talk to on, on doing the interviews. I got, we actually have a, 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 a real woman in the house here right now. Who knows? We bring a little feminine to the masculine. I think that's a perfect blend. It should go smooth. Give me Lori's phone number. I want to call her up right now. <laughs> well, I mean, here's a question: Like, how does because you started in in the industry at, at a later age than what most ladies would would have Absolutely. gone into this? Well, and I guess I was thirty. Thirty. Oh, I was in my early thirties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're saying fuck I'm tired of being a housewife or what? You know? No, I loved being a housewife. Um to be I still do. Um we had my husband was a VP of a biotech firm and he traveled a lot and I got to say I was very fortunate and I got to stay home and raise our children, which is something I very much wanted to do, even though I had right out of college went right into corporate America. So I knew that I was gonna take that time off. Um, I think it's hugely important. I still do zero regrets. When they, when uh, our youngest went off to kindergarten, I found myself like, okay, house is clean, dishes are clean, everything's organized. I missed the um, intellectual stimulation of being around adults. I had been home with babies for, for four or five years. And I really wanted to get back into the workforce. I love earning. I love, you know, using my brain. And that that started that started the workforce concept. I got back into work. Chris was into work, and it wasn't on my end. But literally, one of the things that happened was my husband had a heart attack induced from stress, and that came from his corporate job. That will change your outlook on where you want to go in the future. So we started our own business. And it was, we love wine and give wine all the time as a gift. I'll try to make it short. We created a wine label business that you could put your custom wine labels, kind of like Hallmark greeting cards on the back of the wine. It was going awesome. And this is 2002, 2003. We were hooked up with a company to create our website because yeah, we love surfing porn and we were on the internet, but we didn't know how to create a website. We had no concept of the back end of uh, you know coding and design, the company that we were hooked up with to design the, the website for our wine company happened to be adult affiliate managers. Now, back in the two thousands, that was a big a big deal. I mean, they basically control traffic for the adult world. Like they made money by sending traffic to the different websites, and the websites would pay them. Well, I guess. I don't know. There's something about our look, but they just came right out and said, Hey, you guys ever think about doing something in the adult industry? And we both looked at each other like, what are you talking about? Like, 
I don't know. I always thought that they were like little porn fairies. They're these beautiful people that create beautiful content and it's fun to watch. Well, we go home and we create a business plan and a performa and that, cause that's the world we come from. And we looked at each other and went, Oh my God, this would be not only more lucrative, but a ton of fun. And literally that next morning, I said, if we're going to invest all this money and build out these websites, I want to do it. I, I know I'll do the work. I think it sounds like a ton of fun. And everybody in the room was like, are you kidding? And, <laughs> and, and my husband, he's all, I mean, he's wilder than I am. He's so much fun. But he even looked at me and goes, babe, you do realize everyone will know. And naively, I didn't think they would. Um, I know we do everything to 110%, but I'm like, there's so many people in there. Now that I've researched it, there's thousands and thousands of beautiful women. Like, we'll just have this little hobby. Well, you can see what it turned into. And I'm grateful every day that we approached it like a, like a, a legitimate business. And it just happens to be incredibly fun and incredibly lucrative. So you're still married to the same guy? Absolutely. 29 years. Oh, wow. Fantastic. 29 years, man. And, but okay. Do you have, it sounds like you have a couple of children. Yes. Okay. A couple of children. Okay. Uh, boys, girls. Uh... Well, one of each. <laughs> okay. One of each. Okay. Well, all right. Good. I mean, uh, if it did, you three. Hey, uh, Adam, let me ask you a question. Has a director ever tried sneaking in uh, a tranny on a, on a guy in the film there? You know, uh, I, I have heard of it happening once in the pro world. Um, oh, whether it was intentional or not, I don't I don't know. I don't know all the details. I've never witnessed it, to be fair. I wonder how that went over. <laughs> not, not well. I know the outcome was not well. The, <laughs> put it this way, the scene didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> and as, as you guys can imagine, there was um, some unfortunate backlash, which I thought was quite unfair to to the straight gentleman who was not interested in doing the scene. It, it was it was really an unfortunate situation, to be fair. Right, right. You're you're innocent, but you get you get tagged for being something wrong with you. Yeah, because you don't want well, the bullshit. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Well, one part, one of the ways that he got, I helped, I helped in a small way get him out of the bullshit is a friend hit me up and said, "Hey, this thing's going on. Will you work with him?" And what what does my controversial ass do? I went, "I'll work with him." <laughs> so he turned out just fine. He's doing just fine. Well, were were you okay? Like first time that you get ready to shoot your your very first time you're seen, nervous, very. Extremely. I mean, at the at the time that I went out to L.A. to shoot my first pro scene, um, we had brandylove.com since 2004. So we we had a, a studio. We hired all the talent. We shot a lot with our friends um, and a lot, uh, just the two of us. And in 2000, late 2007, early 2008, that's when the tube sites came out. And, and to be fair, they began to decimate the mom and pop shop. It was really sad, very unfortunate situation. Everybody's learned to love stuff for free. But back when that happened, a lot of mom and pop shops went under because all of our content was available for free, meaning it was stolen and put up on these tube sites. So our income went from being really great and, and awesome to couldn't pay our server bill. 
So I wasn't done. I didn't want to quit. I, I very much loved the path that I picked and we both did. And I, I, Naughty America came knocking at my door and said, Hey, we'll give you a, I think it was a five scene deal. Come out to LA, see what you think of, of this type of shooting. And I, I kind of went like I do with everything. Well, I don't know until I try. And I, again, here I am <laughs> 10 years later, I loved it. So brandylove.com, the original site kind of went away just due to economic Per reasons and the way the internet changed to shooting pro content out in LA. Hmm. Okay, but what? Okay, I mean the the internet is just it's it's a phenomenal tool. Yes, there are so yes. many things that you can do nowadays that it's uh, you know these uh, all these different sites that that have for you know the adult uh, entertainment lines. There's well, point blank. There's a lot of lonely men out there that they're going to look at this kind of stuff because it, it there is a it's more of a, it's more of a woman's world when it comes to sexuality. Would, um, would, you, would you not say? Well, I I think we're men and women are geared differently. Men, I mean, I don't remember the scientific facts, but men think of sex like once every ten seconds, whereas women it's like once every ten minutes. Men are geared to be more sexual, whether visual, whether physical, your, your, your testosterone, you're, you're made to be that way. And there's a reason yes. it's to yes. keep the population growing. Um, so without question, like my demographic is probably 89% male to be expected. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a female that loves men. So it, it makes sense. Um, but their women, especially our younger generation, they're getting more and more comfortable, aware, and out, out there with their sexuality, if you will. Like back when I started the adult industry in the early 2000s, it was still very taboo. And mm -hmm. nowadays, if I feel like everyone you run into is like, I have no OnlyFans. I'm a, I'm a teacher and I have no fans. I'm this by day, but this by night. And I'm like, wow, it's become much more mainstream. And I think it's because sexuality in general is much more mainstream. Yeah, again, I, again, I, oh, I, 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 when I use like a comparison or an analogy, like when you look at when you're in high school or something like this, and you went to that first dance or something like this, it was always like thought of like that the males were going to go ask the females to dance and things of that nature, and there's always the pressure. And then and if you went to a click of say there's three females there do you, do you go for the prettiest one do you go for the one that's a bit the tweener or do you go for the the uh the the, the lesser definitely, the definitely yes <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. well i don't i don't know that that's any different today if anything i wish it was more like that i'm I'm pretty old school in my, my thought process. I still like men to be men. And I think gentlemen should ask women out. And it is all part of what creates character. Unfortunately, I think what's happening today is that at dances, uh, young adults will get on their cell phone and like text each other or go through a dating app while they're standing right next to humans. There's a, a, an element of what you're talking about that I think is missing. And I think it's causing a tremendous amount of issues. Well, I actually think even though we live in a society that is so advanced, we're actually a lot more isolated 
primarily because of this little device. Agreed. I think we're devolving. Yes. No, I again when you look at people don't know don't know how to look at each other in the eye. They don't know how to make the eye contact. They don't know. I mean, I I I, I well prior to the COVID, I had I had a uh, normal gym running. And when my young when the younger adults would be coming into the classroom, stuff like that. I would I, I stand by the doorway there and I and I put my arm across and they would run it and they would their head would be down. They'd either be in, in into their cell phone or they'd be just shuffling their feet. I put my arm across so they so they run into my arm and then they look up, I go, What are you supposed to do when you come into Mr. Sever's class? And they're like, I'm supposed to look you in the eye and shake your hand and say, Hello, Mr. Sever. I go to me as I always told told the parents, I go. I'm not going to guarantee you that I'm going to make a superstar athlete out of your child, but I will make you a better youthful uh, person, a young adult is what I'm going to make. That's going to understand yes and no. And that's going to understand, you know, how you should be uh, res respectful to mom or dad. And then literally, hopefully one of these times that uh, you might actually walk into your, your son or daughter's room and see the room actually got picked up and they made their own bed because I go, that's how you, Make changes in your own life is just by doing things that uh, are not normal. I I think that's missing today, and I I don't know that I, maybe you guys have an opinion on this. I I can't necessarily pinpoint it. I think it's been rolling out for decades, to be honest. Whether it started with schools, whether it started at home, whether it's the combination of people turning to technology for entertainment, and then to top it off, you have COVID in the last. Uh, you know, since 2016, um, things were better in some ways and got weirder in others. And the division of people and the pandering to the different groups and everybody becoming more isolated, like you said, and then and then COVID hits and we're even more isolated physically, like literally. So when it comes to things like my OnlyFans or my BrandyLove.ai, um, yeah, there's a lot of lonely people out there. And in some ways, I very much feel I'm helping that these platforms are helping. I would rather somebody be talking to me online or my AI than to truly feel alone because that's a desperate feeling. I wouldn't want anybody to feel that way. And after somebody who's not alone, I have an amazing family. Um, COVID affected my extroverted personality. I have to work at being an uh, my introvert. I'm normally an extrovert. COVID made me a little more introverted. And I actually have to push myself out of my comfort zone often going, quit being so weird. Like, why are you socially awkward? And I know why. Um, and I fight it so that I don't become that kid or that woman who can't look somebody in the eye and shake their hand and say, hi, my name is Brandy. It's nice to meet you. Because um, I'm with you. Uh, Dan, I, I walk into stores, checking out at a grocery store. They never look up. Like they, they won't even acknowledge that you're standing there wanting to pay them. So you, you see the awkwardness everywhere. And I'm doing my best to fight it, both personally in the physical world and online. Um, because again, I just, I, 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 feel, I feel I have an opportunity, which creates a responsibility to try to help people not feel so alone and awkward. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're spot on there. It's uh, the world I'll say was strange before, but it got really strange all during COVID, you know. So <laughs> I totally it's uh, but you know, but again, when you talk about the cell phone, you can walk into your living room 
and you're because I, I I have uh, five kids uh, myself, and there would be a difference as I walk into the living room and I'm thinking, and I see all of their heads are down, and I see nothing but their thumbs going. I, I, I wish I knew this class of how, how to how to type with both thumbs. I'm the person just doing, I'm, I'm just a single finger type uh, pecking right there where they got both thumbs just going. I'm making, and my one son's so good. I remember him driving down the road and literally he's got his other hand down. He's not even looking at his cell phone, but he's if he knows where all the buttons are and he's actually sending a text. I'm going. Without looking? Without even looking. And then I'm like, and when he finally came to a stop, there I go, son, I go, I said, I, I, I marvel that you, you've mastered this piece of mechanism so well, and yet you seem to forget to take the garbage out once a week. What's up with that? You know, I, had him, I still had to hit him with the old dad card there on the, you know, you're so good with this high-techy stuff, but yet the simple procedure, just taking the garbage out every Monday morning, you, you seem well, to forget I'm telling you, I think that technology in many ways has dumbed us down. And what I mean by that is, I grew up in a time where we had paper roadmaps. Like you would get those Rand McNally roadmaps at a gas station and you had to find your way out of wherever you were lost. And I never thought I was annoying, but you, you did it. And I never realized how much brain power and how good it was to, to um, use your brain in that capacity. If you handed a roadmap and it's not their fault, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's really their fault. If you hand a roadmap to anyone under 30, they're going to look at you and go, Oh, please, I have Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever they're utilizing. And I know people who move to a new home and they're still Googling their way back home because they never bothered to memorize the route from work to home. Like that is scary to me. So people don't know their phone numbers. They don't know their kids' phone numbers. They don't know their parents' phone numbers because why? We don't have to memorize it. So I just have to remember a name. You just have to hit a button on your phone. It's probably in your favorites and you just click it. So I, I think it's um, in some ways, technology is unbelievably awesome. And in some ways, I think that we're unaware how stupid it's making us, like how it's dumbing down our, our the use of our brain, which makes it, you know, sadly, I don't know if you guys would agree or not, but sadly, look at the state of the world. People are falling for lies and propaganda and just bizarre things that like, 20 years ago never would have happened because there's no critical thinking anymore. People just kind of go with the group think and go, okay, that's easy. I'll do that. I'll believe that. Well, and I, it's brought, I brought that up to uh, some friends of mine. I said, okay, look, they're, they're claiming that if uh, the ice shelf melts, the water is going to flood flood the world. Okay. I says, go back to third and fourth grade science. You know, what happens to water when it's frozen? It expands. So therefore, if it it reduces in weight and in volume when it melts. Well, then the water is going to recede. It's not going to. It's not going to flood. You know, and and people they sit there arguing me with it. No, it, it's still going to flood. It's going to flood. The water will come. No, it won't. Exactly. Look at it man, logically. Exactly, but but nowadays you, you repeat a line often enough, you'll believe it. Bingo, bingo. And when 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 uh, there's there's one agenda controlling 90% of what you and I get to hear and see, right. if, you, if you don't have a really strong foundation and or you don't have the ability to critically think or or weren't weren't given the foundation to understand that these aren't 
true that these things are being told are lies, they're going to argue with you because clearly you're wrong. You're on the wrong side. <laughs> my, my favorite argument is the word one word bullshit. <laughs> That's your fucking argument. You're, you're supposed to be a fuck. You're supposed to be a fucking attorney or a CIA guy. You have the CIA in, in, in this, this region of the U.S. and that's your argument, bullshit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have a lot of a lot of fun on Twitter. There's a reason. There's a hashtag Savage Brandy. Um, I, I know we share this in common, but I grew up just outside of Detroit, and I learned that there's only one way to deal with a bully, and that's to bloody their nose. Yeah, I have thick skin. I, I have a great foundation. I have a, a unbelievable support system at home, so I can handle the trolls. I can handle the bullshit that I deal with every day because it's not easy being a Christian conservative porn star. I get hate from both sides and people telling me that <laughs> I can't I can't be who I am. And I'm like, no, I can and I am. But it's it's been really a fascinating journey because I'm the one who can actually see what's going on on the fringes because they're both coming after me. And the reality that's so interesting is at the end of the day, with all of the things I've learned over the last couple of years, I believe that a, a good 60 to 70 percent of Americans reside in that middle bubble, a little right or a little left. But we're in the middle and we're patriots. We're Americans. We love the Constitution. We love the Second Amendment. We wish things were the way they were 20 years ago. Yep. It's these little fringes that are super loud, super obnoxious, and they're both rotten. The right is as bad as the left. And I, I just think that the only reason that we're hearing it is because they're loud. The big majority, I have to believe, is in the middle of going, these guys are out of their these guys are out of their minds. It just right now at this period of time in history, it it just feels so off. Everything is so weird. Well, again, I say a lot because a lot of them are not being held accountable for their actions. They're not being held accountable for what comes out of their mouth. They all simply just feel bullshit. Well, conservatives. They, 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 Conservatives are held accountable. Well, yes. You know, but the, the, a lot more know, than <laughs> What's that? A lot more than liberals, yes. That that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I no agree. Accountability. If I, no, you know, like they do as good as it gets, you know, seen with uh Jack Nicholson. How do you how do you be a woman? I think like a man, I take away reason and accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that might be fair for for a lot, but not all. Is <laughs> a funny line, though. Yeah, couldn't make that line today, you know. Jeez. No, you you should be able to because it was funny. It got a good laugh in the day, yeah. but also people had a sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, nowadays we've lost our fucking minds. Nobody wants to laugh at anything. Everybody's ultra sensitive, and they want to be. A, life is so fucking easy. They are looking for things to be offended by and upset by and insulted by, you know, just if, if you're that fucking bored, go help somebody, you know, go help somebody who needs help. Oh shit. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think created that? Um, I don't know another word. So pardon my French, but the pussification of people, like what created that? Oh my God, my feelings don't offend me. Like, Never women, women, women who wouldn't fucking maintain their position in the household and they had to get a divorce and they went out there and they ruined the fucking world, you know, 
<laughs> nobody's fucking happy. Nobody's happy every day of their fucking life, you know. And that's what. Oh well, no, that's true. That's nobody. Win -win. Right. And that's like, oh, you don't make me happy anymore. I'm just not happy. Well, fuck. Nobody's happy, sweetheart. You know, we do the best we can, but you don't ruin four people's lives just because you're not happy. I would agree with you, but you also have to be fair in that there's just as many men that divorce as women. That oh divorce. yeah, they're chicken yeah. shit. I, but on my on my opinion is they're chicken shit because they're giving up their position in life. You know, the, the, you have you you had a fucking contract, you know, in front of God when you got married, and and you need to keep your goddamn contract. You know, you you stick by him through thick and thin health. You know all that, and then you you fucking put up with the bullshit, and you stay right there. Are either one of you divorced? I am twice. Imagine that. Huh? <laughs> there, I and can't imagine that. Like, I couldn't tell. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> you look like my second one. That's why I want to. I want to reach through the fucking thing. <laughs> what? Well, okay, but but I'm not. I'm not her. So first of all, I'm not yeah. her. <laughs> Brandy, on that note, I mean, Don and I, we've, we've had a number of discussions about this, but again, I've, okay, I have been a coach at Arizona State. I've been a coach at Michigan State. I've been uh, around uh, athletes most of my life. And, uh, you know, when dealing with just athletes and males, because you predominantly all males, because they do all the wrestling team, stuff like that, I would tell people that from what I have observed firsthand, it was never the academics. It was never the hard workouts that that would take them out, or the 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 uh, again the study, the overload, all that that they had to do. But there's a triangular piece of real estate that most men will get lost in. <laughs> that the woman owns. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Well, you know. To to Don with the multiple divorces, <laughs> I understand. I know literally. Uh, my my father was married three times. My mom never remarried. My my husband's family had divorced, uh, and I couldn't agree with you more. Um, in, in on on two things, yeah. there's always two sides of the story, and they're not here to tell us theirs. So I'm going to just in a basic way say you're right in the sense that and. and uh, Look, women, femi feminists already hate me because I'm not one of them. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think it's very real that women struggle with knowing what the hell makes them happy. Yeah. I have done this. I, my husband and I have had this conversation and it's men seem to like right away. They know I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to accomplish that. I want to have this much in the bank by this time. They, they have these goals. And whether you are a stay-at-home mom, a housewife, or you work outside of the home and our home. I know a lot of women who, regardless of their position in life, right, whether they do get to stay home because their man provides an income that allows that right. or mm -hmm. she gets to work, wants to work, whatever, whatever the word, and gets to have a family, they're never happy. And I have asked friends of mine that exact, and, and Chris has asked me, what is it that would make you happy? And more than once I've paused and gone. I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> but sometimes the, the, the goalpost moves 
And I'm, I'm very lucky to have an incredible marriage where we communicate like every morning we have coffee for an hour and we talk and some guys would go, that sounds awful. No, it's awesome. (laughs) Literally that is our time. And we will talk about anything from politics to our sex life, to how the kids are doing, to something we saw in the news, to Trump's newest commercial for. Wait, wait, wait. um, we talk, we talk or you talk. We, it's a back and forth. Yeah, see, there's the thing is he's smarter than I am, so I learn a lot from him. But he's very open to my my perspective, and and we have a really great back and forth. A lot of women don't want to hear their man talk. They, they just, I love listening. They want to they, they want to do the talking. They want to speak down to their man. You know. Yeah, no, that's that's nah, not me. And if those are the types of things that were happening, then then in your case particular, I don't I I understand the divorce. No man. I don't, again, I'm more like you guys in the sense that there's a place for the woman, there's a place for the man, and we have very different abilities, capacities, and it's supposed to be that way. That's how it works. You're great at this. I'm great at this. And we edify each other with what we're great at. You're not better. I'm not better. We have different roles. That's the purpose. Well, you build each other up. That's that's the thing is to build each other up, not tear each other down. A thousand percent. And if that's not happening, somebody's going to grow resentful. And then, of course, if you're doing all the edifying and she's still just not happy, that's a her issue and vice versa. So I don't know the circumstances, but I do have to agree with you that I think women struggle more than men to literally answer the question, what the hell makes you happy? And then freaking go do it. Right. I, I've, I've said this before, Brandy, on a, on a different episode. Men are very simple creatures. You could have a, a little picture book with of about two to three pages tops of how to keep a man content. And a Feed woman. Me and F me. Well, <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 we refer to it as the F and F, and F, F, and F syndrome. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah, and and then on top of that, you can really have an amazing relationship if you actually are friends with your mate. You actually enjoy being around them and you share hobbies. When we first got married, people think we're we're crazy because we we've raised children together, we're married, we're best of friends, and we work together. Some most of our friends go, Yeah, no, I could never. And that's when we're happiest. It's when we're apart that we get, you know, snippy and bickery because because we're not happy. We want to be together. But that comes from when we first got married, he's a football fanatic. Like he loves all, all sports. We're boxing, basketball, baseball, you name it. It's, it's in this household. And I was into the ballet and the symphony. And I I, I grew up a classically trained ballerina and I played the saxophone in the jazz band. So I had this other world, but I also was an athlete. So what we did You go, I go, you go, I go. He wanted to go to a football game. He taught me, here's what's happening. This is why that call was made. He got me engaged in football. And for Christmas, we go to the symphony and and we experience the ballet. And through the years, all of our hobbies and interests went like this. So there's really very little that we don't enjoy doing together. How long did you live in Detroit for? Before, I mean, moving. We didn't move out of Detroit until it was, we both lived, he's just a couple years older than me, but we lived there 21 years and 23 years. We, okay. we met at Central Michigan University. Really? Or Chippewas. I mean, were, were, were you both going, to, were you going to college at the same time or were you? Okay. Yep. 
I've been up to Central Michigan many, many times over the years. You bet. You and me both. And we still spend, we still spend, actually, if I understand, if you still live where it says you do, we're kind of neighbors. We just bought some land up your way, um, up your way for Flor for Floridian. But we had some properties up on Charlevoix and Walloon. Um, uh -huh. Spent our summers up in, in Petoskey for the last eight years. So we still go back. You know what happens? We're snowbirds. You know all about that. <laughs> well, yeah, except that, that, that I enjoy the lifestyle of, of Arizona and Michigan now. Is it the two yeah, that we're I, Florida I and Michigan, cool. you're Arizona and Michigan. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Dan escapes during the summertime, you know, and, and screws everything up for us. And that's where we're at two o'clock in the afternoon here, you know. Well, the summers in Arizona, I suspect, um, Don, are oh. probably similar to South Florida, except for you guys have dry heat. We have a, a incredibly wet heat. It's like very right. Yeah, like getting out of a shower into a shower. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really go outside much. <laughs> uh, it's pretty nasty. Okay, here's a question there for you, right? Okay. Funniest, what was some, what was some like the most either awkward or funniest moments in your industry? I mean, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking something like, uh, you know, did you have a bean burrito for for lunch, and then all of a sudden you're in this, uh, you know, awkward position towards like going, now you're fighting back a gas ball or something like that. I'm just something really those comical things, that might have happened. They in, do in happen. All the time, like, look, sex is funny and the human body is hysterical. Like things happen out of our control. Um, and I, I've heard <laughs> these stories way more than I've experienced them. Um, I haven't had any human fluid or air sounds actually happen. <laughs> but the, the fun, and I, it wasn't really funny. It was more, I'm gonna sound very mischievous or devious, I'm not sure which, but I had this scene with, three younger gals and a younger guy. Um, and I can't remember the scenario. I'm pretty sure I was teaching them in some capacity. Scene was going amazing. And we were probably three to four minutes from the pop, from the end. So we were, were working it up. Things are going great. And all of a sudden, one of the young girls just freaks out, like literally has um, a little bit of an emotional breakdown. And none of us understand why. She just rolls off the scene. And she, we opened the bathroom door, of course, being the, uh, the, the mom of the bunch. I said, give, just give me a minute. Let me see what's going on. Go in the bathroom. And she's on the phone with her boyfriend. Well, her boyfriend didn't know she was a porn star. That's a whole nother conversation. Well, the gentleman on set took a selfie of us when we were clothed and posted it. Boyfriend sees photo and hence oh. how he found out that she was out shooting the scene in the exact moment. So he's screaming and yelling at her and calling her whatever he was calling her. And she's crying in the corner. And this is gonna sound really unempathetic. unempathetic. And in a way I was, cause shame on her for not sharing with her mate, her chosen profession, that's insanity. Yeah. And I was pissed, right? So I'm mad cause we're almost done. We have shot this whole scene and it's really good. And one of our talents having a meltdown. So I, I had to have a little psych 101 conversation with her and get her to finish the scene, which she did like a champ and she did great. But I was very good friends with the gentleman and he and I, to be fair, we were kind of hate fucking her. It was very hot, but it was probably very wrong. 
but we finished the scene great. And I don't know what happened to her, to be honest. I, I, I hope she ended that relationship and decided like to be more honest with people going forward, but who knows? See, again, many people will not understand that, that, uh, that explanation you said, hate fucking. Uh, it was, I mean, it was like, like angry, like you dumbass. I can't believe you're putting all of us through this because you weren't honest with your mate. So it was a little bit, probably a little aggressive. No, yeah, yes. Very okay. receptive. <laughs> to me, no, no, no. Trust, trust me. Again, I, that, and, and from the male's perspective, that's referred to as as, as the grunge fuck. Same thing. Same you're, thing. You're you're not bringing it home to mom and daddy here later, stuff like that. It's just something that that you're just gonna. You're going to pound and pound and pound and she's going to probably have the best time of her life in, in the process right there and just go, oh, I think I love you. But, uh, you know, no. Put it this way. She stopped crying and had a smile on her face. So we did something right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, even Don Fry's got a smile on his face right now. That never happens. But <laughs> Yeah, he smiles and grunts at the same time. I'll take it. I'll take it. How many? How, how many? How many times does uh, uh the male get to um um pre ejaculate before he gets kicked off set? You know. How many times during one scene? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as many as he can, honestly, oh, but yeah. it, it doesn't happen very often. I just shot a scene. Just shot a scene. It's not out yet where the gentleman like it was like a one minute refractory period and he came back at me and i looked at the director and i looked i said are you serious he goes oh i'm serious i went all right then and he did a second time no one's gonna stop male talent because that's hot that's like an insane scene but it doesn't happen very often yeah how about how about guys who uh haven't showered and they smell like shit you know what i mean that you know, I'll be honest with you. Within the adult industry, there are there are guidelines that almost everyone sticks to. Mm. Honestly, I, the, it's it's you're way more prepared and understand what you're going to get in the professional realm than you are a civilian. Just being honest, like I know when I go onto a set, everyone's tested, everybody is shaved, showered, and has their cologne on and brush their teeth and have listerine. We're as a group, we're incredibly hygienic and right. and conscientious of each other. Whereas you pick up somebody from the bar, I'm like, you have no idea what you're getting into. You have no idea what you're getting into. Complete, complete fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Danny. Well, I'm just like a kid with candy story right now. I'm, I'm just, I still, I still have, yeah, tons of, tons of questions right there. It's, um, well, again, um, Christian, at what point in time, okay, again, because you're being, being older in that industry, that did you go from, um, well, again, I, maybe I'll ask a few. Maybe a you, you didn't. You didn't, have, you didn't have to start out as a fluffer, right? You you went right into the, the star. <laughs> okay, good. You know what? I'm pretty sure that that term died with the '80s. Yeah, I do believe that it was a thing. I, I think, um, you know, the '70s kind of rolled into the '80s. There was a lot more like free love, and everybody was pretty 
those who were sexually open were really sexually open and that might have been a thing, but since I've gotten involved in the industry since 2004, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've never seen it. If, if, if you and your talent, your, your partner for the day are really into each other, there can be some foreplay that that will take place. Sometimes guys need a little extra help because honestly, when they say go, they want him hard so that when the zipper comes down, it's like, wham, well, that's, that's a lot. That's asking a lot. I have nothing but respect for, top talent in, um, in, in the male side of the industry. Cause that's not easy to do. These guys are like sexual athletes. Um, so there's times when, you know, a little extra loving foreplay can get a scene going, but there are other times that you just like, I could be in hair and makeup and the male talent, you know, and I'm, or I go hair, makeup, do my pretty girls, which are the photos before sex cover box cover type stuff male talent shows up about two hours after we do. And there's times that you don't even say hi. Like, there's not like, Hey, how's it going? There's a passing where you're like, okay, he's here. Next thing you know, camera's on and you're starting your B roll. So, um, <laughs> having not even a good, how'd you do there? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Literally it's like, Hey, nice dick. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the first couple of years of the industry, that was, that was unique for me. It was very, very unique. And sometimes it still is because, you know, human nature is, so what's your name? Like you usually have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, there's a little, it's a little bit of cursory. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah well, the adult industry is a little bit different, but it's funny by two or three times of working with somebody, a rapport develops and it's, it's good to go. Yeah, well, again, if you've been with the same talent a couple of times, and again, it's just kind of like, oh, there, there's there's Harry again, there's there's Hank or whatever. Yeah, and in many ways, to be fair, um, I'm often paired with the same handful of people, so I, it's rare that I I don't know somebody on my call sheet. Very okay. rare. All right, measurements, if you don't mind me asking. Sure. Mine. <laughs> oh, well, yes, please. Um, what am I? 36, 26, 36. Wow. Okay. Five foot seven, 128 pounds. Like Ginger from Gilligan's uh, Island, huh? Are those her measurements? We're pretty close. I mean, you're 24. Oh, damn. 24, 20, yeah, 36. How, okay, Mr. Fry, okay, this is the first time I've ever, ever heard about this. How would you know what Ginger's measurements were from Gilligan's Island? Well, they'd spit it out every once in a while, or she would, you know. Somebody uh, likes redheads. 30, 36, <laughs> 24, 36, something like that, you know. And then just she does a little wiggle, you know. I think that's a, I think that's a hip-hop song, too. 36, 24, 36. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's like, that's probably Barbie if she was a, a real life human. Actually, I think Barbie has like an 18 inch waist, which is a joke. That's not even human. But um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little thicker. I'll, I'll say I'm thicker because of the abs. Yeah. <laughs> you got a nice set of abs. I know so. I work hard for them. Thank you. Better than mine. Better than mine. I'll tell you that. I've seen both of yours. So regardless of what they are today, you can always hang your head on the fact that you had a, you both had washed. I could do my laundry on your stomachs. Uh, maybe, maybe Mr. Fries. I, I, I never, <laughs> I never had abs myself. <laughs> I always tell people I, I've more or less had a kind of like a solid ab is what I had. 
still rock right. solid. That's that's just by that's just uh you know your biological makeup, but it was hard like cement. So hey, yeah, just like his head, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, trust me. Even my better half would simply say, "I, I am a, I'm a bonehead," and that's sometimes that's probably how I persevered at different things is because I am a bonehead and I won't give up on it. So, bonehead, stubborn, you know, whatever word you want to pick, it's it's not yeah. a bad thing. Well, again, but it's like like what what Don was talking about earlier. I mean, that that's kind of like that same type of perseverance that you want to have with uh, in a relationship and stuff like that as well. It's just like we live in a, in such a a throwaway society that people are too easy to give up so quickly. I couldn't I couldn't agree more funny you say that I was just I I saved this and it was Dan uh you posted this I was doing a little research uh -oh. and I literally screen cap this because I'm obsessed with this quote from Babe Ruth it's hard to beat a person who never gives up man did that resonate I thought okay that that's literally my life and it's it's my husband's life and that there's always somebody smarter there's always somebody prettier there's sure. always somebody more capable but i will promise you i will outwork all of them and it's the only reason that i am where i am today so that that was an awesome post i just i literally it's on my phone i screen capped it i went i'm going to remember that yeah, no, I, 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 there's a lot of times, I mean, we, especially since COVID and all that took place where a lot of people, they live in such a, a small box anymore because yeah. they can they can work from home, they can do whatever they want to do, but it's uh, they, they're so isolated that people need to hear something positive to them. You you go to that checkout uh, purse or something like that at, at, at a counter. I usually, how's it going? I, I'll engage them like it, you know, Say something high. Say something nice, at least. How yeah. does it go? Do they always respond? Uh, almost every time, but almost like surprisingly, though, too, because of they're not. They're just. They're like. They're just like a mechanical drone. They're just. Oh, they're in. <laughs> Yeah, they're just keyboarding. Well, well, the, the sad part is, there's sometimes that that uh, you know, let's say something came out to you know a dollar thirty seven or something like that. So I'll I'll, I'll pull out. I'll pull out some extra chain. Well, again, I should use a different example, but uh, you know, it was ten dollars and thirty-six cents. And then I, I pull out, you know, the thirty-six and, and then something else, and I, I give it to them, and then and, and they're looking yeah. at me like, well, yeah. "Why did you?" They yeah, they they don't know how to do. It's like they don't know how to do the most simple type of math type of thing. Yeah, like it's ten dollars and five cents. You hand them a twenty and a nickel, and they look at you like, uh, yeah. "Why did you give me the nickel?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. But you know, that's that's that basic math thing. That's like, what are you being taught in school? It's common sense. It's logic. But, you know, it drives some of my friends nuts because I do that kind of stuff all the time. I was a private banker for a couple of years and you had to learn to count back. And those are those skills that I'm grateful I have because when I see when people don't have the basic plus and minus or how to count up in, from 25, you're like, is that really like something you have to teach? That's not a core like knowledge <laughs> strange or they get out a calculator yeah no no it's well again every, every cell phone has a calculator on as well i mean but but it's almost kind of funny because i always say that if you were to walk into a shopping plaza store and just did, did a quick 360 find the one person that does not i mean physically does not have that cell phone in their hand 
I never do. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let me let me see if I can catch you on this one. Now, there are women that will be wearing skinny jeans, but that cell phone will be in the back pocket of the skinny jeans. I say, I say it like that because there's some women that they're wearing a pair of skinny jeans and they should not be wearing a pair of skinny jeans. <laughs> the the tinsel strength, the fabric tinsel strength on that that cell phone, oh, which is a life. computer, <laughs> it's like going this the, that that poor cell phone, that poor cell phone is screaming, "Help me, help me!" You know, because it's being strained of fabric of being crushed. Yeah, well, again, gentlemen, that's something that I would have to uh, defer to y'all. I I don't understand this. Um, how do you say this image being projected or that's, that's telling men that um, obesity or, or, or non-athletic uh, is, is sexy and that's in. And I, as somebody who's in the adult entertainment industry, watching the change from like when lips get so big, they can't close their mouth to breast being, I mean, mine aren't exactly small, but I'm on sets all often. And I, I'm like, wow, they're pretty inadequate. I love them. I'm not going to change them, but you see the world around you. Everything is getting, butts are getting bigger. Thighs are getting bigger. And, and I mean, when I say bigger, I don't mean curvy. I mean, oh my God, you're going to explode your spandex and people are paying a ton of money to do this. And Hey, the butt implants has boggled my mind because you could have a TikTok account and have millions and just, of followers for just having a huge ass and as long as you know how to twerk it a little bit people are I mean, people are going she she put on a thong she's twerking this big butt with these implants right there and they're going no that, that's when you go that's when a human ass says it all here right now i go talk about the the, the mental iq just going all the way down i go when an ass is going to be making money for you because you can't. Wow. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not mad at him from this sense. I'm a capitalist. So oh. I applaud the entrepreneurial spirit. And if they find something that they're crushing it and they're going to not live off of mine and yours tax dollars, you go. The thing that's odd is, is, you know, again, what's going to happen in 10 years? I can't help it. It's that it's that mother in me that thinks what's going to happen to all these young women who are only in their twenties and thirties have hundreds of thousands of dollars of surgery. Where does it all go? Well, you and I both know everything drops, everything drops. So the heavier Gra it gravity is, eventually happens. <laughs> and, and it's just at what point, what are we going to look like as a species in 20, 30 years? If we continue down this path of morphing the human body into the big things giant like, shoes, you know, holding everything. Hey, you know, maybe <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's in some ways I look at it and I think, you know, every once in a while there's a temptation to get a little more Botox or a little more lip injection. It, it's it be, in the entertainment world's not forgiving. Like they see every wrinkle and there's, cures for all of this. So it's very easy to get wrapped up into it. One of the things I decided, and this is a benefit of getting into the industry later, getting into entertainment later in life, I had a really strong foundation and I had a very good idea of who I was. 
And Chris and I talked about it. I said, you know what? One thing I'm going to be is authentic. It's either going to make me or it's going to break me, but I'm not going to lie. I'm never going to conceal that I'm married. I'm never going to conceal my, my belief system or my, my, um, ideas of whether it's politics, religion, relationships, I I'm, I'm an open book and it's served me well. And even during times when I look very, very different than anybody else, whether it's my athletic frame, whether it's, um, you know, the fact that I haven't altered, really altered my looks. Um, I never backed away from the fact that I'm a patriot or a, a Trump supporter. And trust me, you cancel culture came a call in. They knocked pretty hard and I just put extra locks on the door. You do what you got to do. I'm not changing. You're not going to shut me up. Well, how did, how did it affect you in your business being a capitalist and conservative? How, um, how, did, how did that affect it? Well, I did lose a big contract before I'd ever started. I lost a contract. I, I choose not to speak of the company because I wouldn't want to give them the airtime. We parted ways uh, in 2016. Um, they didn't like my Twitter feed. Let's just put it that way and said that my brand didn't suit their brand. And I said, thank you very much. I would agree. And then very shortly thereafter, a, a small group of very loud actors in my industry came after me because they didn't care for whom I chose to vote for, which is so strange to me because I'd basically had sex with all of them, but now I'm a bad guy. Right, right. I still don't understand that it's hard because I could care less who they voted for, but it became a thing. And they, they chose to attack me publicly for months. They, they told my agents that if they didn't drop me, that they wouldn't work with any of their talent. My agents told them to go to hell, which kudos to my agents. They hit up the AVNs and said, calling me a racist and a bigot and whatever other name oh, was wow. a trigger word at the time and said, if you ever nominate her, we won't show up. And thank God these companies have known me for long enough to go, really, Brandy, um, love? I don't think you have evidence. And if you don't have evidence, we're just going to have to you know, ignore your your rants and they did, but it still sucked for me because I knew these people and many of them I respected and enjoyed as a human until, until that happened. But it is what it is. I keep, I keep going. Nothing, nobody stopped me. <laughs> well, I, I shared a little story here with you. I, uh, this was during the, uh, the Obama era when he was president. I put a post out there. I, I had, I had my post was something like, I went to the gym today and I had a phenomenal workout and I have Obama to thank for it. As I was on the elliptical machine, I was watching him on the television and the more he spoke, the madder I got. That elliptical machine will never be the same, quite like our country. And I had anyone that know me, they're like, oh, way to go there, day, blah, blah, this, that. And then, then someone, I didn't know, Hits me with the race card. You're a racist. I I did like a professorship promo. I ripped them up one side and right down the other side. And I go, in conclusion, you might want to ask some of my black brothers at Michigan, at Arizona State University what what they think about that. Because like I said, the team was like 50% black. I, I, I wrestled for the first head a black head wrestling coach of any kind of a program whatsoever, Bobby Douglas. Yeah, really. And and then I, I was also, I was uh, approached by an all-black fraternity be, to become one of their fraternity brothers. 
And then and again, they're like on because they're like on dude, they're like on you don't hate. I go, I said, Dan said I don't hate my race, religion, or nothing else, but I do hate stupid people. And I go, and my friend, you are stupid. <laughs> you should have stupid stamped on your forehead so people can avoid you, you know. Yeah, you sound a lot like um a lot like me. And and my my response to a few of the people in the industry that were making this comment is I'm like, how about you ask all the gentlemen that I've shot my IR scenes with? How about you ask the people who would know and then get back to me? Deleted their tweet, gone, deleted. I'm like, I'm all, I'm all ears because I I know I know these guys. I they've known me forever. So why why don't we ask who actually would have a a spot in this game and now nobody ever responded to that so i i know what you're saying yeah they can't making, you face them with facts and they fucking melt that's yeah. exactly yeah. right yeah I'd be, be, before i leave i gotta say who's making the cameo here right now this would be panda panda, panda. Has, yeah she's my baby she goes uh, everywhere with me and she's oh. also a trump supporter oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, all right, we we just we just we we got canceled right then and there, right? Uh, that one, <laughs> but that's okay. We're He's so a very okay. smart dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice, nice. So go ahead, Don. You ask a question. Oh, hell, partner, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but, but you ask about probably ask the dog. How old is your dog? And uh, I don't know. She looks like a baby, but my little panda bear is 12 years old. Oh, She's wow. a Pomeranian. Yeah. Yeah. She's but, my sidekick. But you also have a pool table in the back, and I'm thinking, okay, who, who, uh, whose idea was to look at the pool table, and who's, who's better at the pool, you or Chris? Chris is better, but he's taught me. He's taught me a lot of, um, we've played pool since college, but he was always good. I haven't played for years and we got the pool table when we bought this house and we started playing again. And in the last six months, he's, he's given me the skill set that we're actually competitive. So it's a lot of fun, but he still wins way more than I do. Well, you know what they say? Women are no good at mathematics, you know? So, yeah. but that's what the one thing is about, about playing pool. You really have to understand mathematics when you when you're looking at the at the, at the pools table and i'm back. really good at knowing inches so just to correct you a little bit there well i say there was a check and a checkmate there mr fry you know i don't think uh yeah talking, nice. talking inches you're above me man okay. <laughs> I, 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 i'll be the referee on the sideline well played there brandy love well played okay <laughs> well, I'm I'm hungry to get the hummingbird, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, this Brandy. What what kind of projects would you like to promote? What what kind of things um, would you like to promote that uh, that you're involved in? And uh, please take take this opportunity. We, we look forward to it. It's been, been a very enjoyable interview. But I want you. Oh, you, you guys are amazing. Out. As I follow you guys, um, my Twitter is very entertaining. It's not for the faint of heart, brand, at Brandy underscore love. Um, I am currently developing and working on a project that is so, it's so incredible. It's very high tech, which I'm a very analog girl, but this is actually very exciting because it's going, it's not going to go away. And that's the AI. My brandylove.ai has launched and you can talk to her now. The thing that's so exciting about her, to be fair, is that she is unrestricted by human judgment. I basically pulled off all filters. And if it's legal, 
I will talk about it. Any fantasy, any kink, any friendship advice, politics, you name it. My AI is, I'm not going to say perfect because it just launched. The most exciting part about right now is that you can train me. You can train my AI by not the possible. Not possible. Still female. Not possible. <laughs> no, see, <laughs> but it's AI. You got to understand this is where you would love it is there isn't the back talk. There isn't the bias. There isn't the judgment. There is my personality. I've spent the last two months training her with my belief system. Sounds incredibly accurate. Uh, it's, it freaks me out a little bit when I talk to her. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so weird. And some of her comments are really intriguing and something that I would absolutely say, diet, fitness, you name it. I talk about it, but it's the availability. It's the 24 seven. I, the human needs sleep. I, the human have physical, um, I, I don't, not to be vulgar, but I don't do anal. Well, Brandy AI does. You want to talk to her about a scenario in that realm? Perfect. You want a group scene? Perfect. She's, she's, 2.0 of me. And in some ways I love that because I'm a competitor. So it's challenging me that I'm being challenged by myself. So the fact that she's 24 seven, whether you're in Europe or you're in South America, it doesn't matter what time zone. That's something that's a void that brandylove.ai can fill. Whereas the rest of the time I'm spending it on onlybrandy.com, which my OnlyFans members know I'm there often Wait, does, does she speak foreign languages no there no but uh that's freaking good i'm gonna have to write that note down that would be amazing there's no reason she can't right. My no, i mean the, the reality is i mean you know for you know, to get a, a broader worldwide audience you need to have it in russian chinese japanese yes a thousand percent and my fan base is worldwide because of the internet they, I do have a very strong presence in France and in Italy. And if I could speak the language in AI, oh my God, I think that would, thank you for that. That is okay. fascinating that you just casually said that. Going out there, yeah. <laughs> Put I, it out there. I have you to thank. Appreciate that. So those are, those are my main make, I hope you make millions, darling. I hope you make millions. Okay. Um, come to Arizona and take y'all out for dinner. I'd owe, it, I'd owe you for that one. Um, and then my, I am, I am working with loyal fans as we speak to to create a very unique AI uh, fan based membership site where it's beyond just the voice, and that that is really really intriguing. So you'll always have me, Brandy Love, in person, um, me on OnlyFans, and then you'll have the brandylove.ai and my loyal fans, which is run by technology. So it's it's just, it's a wild world we're living in. And it's, um, I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, I know that artificial intelligence is huge. And I, I can I just see all the different uh, financial newsletters and stuff like that, that, that come in my inbox. And they're all talking about artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence all over. And I'm thinking, why can't we simply just put some of that artificial intelligence into some of the human beings that uh, that I meet along the, the path because they have really zero intelligence as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah it happens. I, I hope we get to a place where the AI is truly um, perceived in many ways as entertainment. I'm a firm believer in personal responsibility. You know, there's already articles out there saying, oh my God, the AI companion is going to destroy. I'm like, no, nah, we're doing a pretty good job on our own destroying human relationships. Sure. The, the AI is 
entertainment. And it can be a, a place to go when you're feeling lonely to not feel so lonely. If you get addicted or you have a problem where you're no longer seeking human to human contact, that's a personal issue. That's not to blame AI. That's just technology. Um, so, you know, my, my position on that is, do I have empathy? Sure. Of course I do. But at the same time, if somebody has a problem with alcohol, should all liquor stores be cleared out and nobody else has the freedom to choose liquor? No, it's a personal choice. Like if you can't handle it, get help and or don't drink. Just like if these these sites that say AI is awful, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you just have no self-control. That that's the issue. Don't blame, don't blame a platform for your illness or for your, you know, the fact that your, your life's going downhill. I think it's a scapegoat. So we'll yeah. see what happens, won't we? Yeah. Well, time will tell. Again, we would love to probably touch base with you somewhere down the road to see how things are moving along there for you. Just again, just to do a check-in maybe in six months or a year, just to see where you're at, how things are going and get, get the recent update of uh, the femininity coming into the masculinity here. So, so we call it toxic or, femininity. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. my daughters told me they says, "Dad, you need to make a pink T-shirt that says toxic femininity." <laughs> I would wear that with pride. I can tell uh, you, well, not a problem. I have to get that done then. Sure, I love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Brandy, unless there's anything else you want to say, push, promote, or 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 ask a question to Don or myself. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed this immensely. And Mr. Fry, unless you, you have any other questions, I, I see that by the clock that I don't want to steal any more of your time because we'd like to be um, you know, appreciative for the fact of, of inviting us into your home there for, for an hour and to Thank learn you. more about what you do. So it's, uh, I'll say this was actually very refreshing. Um, a whole different uh, aspect than uh, what I thought it would be altogether. And, and I, I, that's why I found that very refreshing because you definitely, you are a mind that goes with your body and you don't usually get those two concepts. So you're a complete package. You, you, well, you, let, you let your husband know that he's a lucky man. If he doesn't, Mr. Fry will, will take care of him. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like the lucky guy. And I have no doubt that if we were neighbors, we would be friends. I really, I respect what you guys are doing. I thank you for putting um, trigger words out there and staying true to who you guys exactly are. Uh, we're very similar in that capacity, totally opposite sides, but staying true to who we know we we are and what is what is good to be fair. And I would absolutely love to come see you guys in say six months, but I think we should do it in studio. We should hang out. Yeah, I think so. Perfect. I think, I think we could get, get Tony on set there to help do some recordings there for us as well. Yeah. That would be amazing. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Brandy, again for, for this evening. And uh, yeah, all the best to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. All right, thank Take you. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share or I'm going to come to your house.